0: So this is Lee. I'm so glad that you're here today. Jesus is faithful in teaching us how to be ready that day. He's calling us up to be that bride without spot or wrinkle that we can stand boldly before his throne. So he's going to teach us more today. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. Thank you for teaching us your way. We thank you and praise you that you have so much to say to us that you're not quiet, you're not keeping things from us, but you're here today, every day to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom of God to us because you love us. We love you. We praise you and give you all the glory today. Teach us, Lord. You know, the word says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so we have to have knowledge and Jesus has been extremely faithful far beyond um, letting us know what we need to do to be right with him, to stand before him that day without spot or wrinkle, right? Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And so he wants to talk to us today about this part of his will. And we, we, he's, always, he's always teaching us something. There's always something that he's showing us that we're missing. And Mark sixteen seventeen. These attesting signs will accompany those who believe in my name, and they will drive out demons for those who believe. Okay, period. I guess I'm to stop there a second. Because... I believe we misunderstand. For God to love the world, whoever believes in him will have eternal life. And believes in him has an action, just like right here. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. So if you say you believe, right, then these signs should follow you. In my name, they will drive all demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents and even... If they drink something deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. So, if we believe, for God to love the world, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So, if we believe, we're going to be doing These, these signs are going to follow us. We're going to look like this. In my name, they'll drive all demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents, and even if they drink something deadly, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on sick and they will get well. So just, just to touch a little bit, um, driving out demons, I don't think that, I think, really, that's where Jesus wants to place the focus right now. Many of us speak in new tongues, languages, but many don't believe that and so if you don't believe that then really you don't believe in Jesus because he said if you believe this sign will follow you you will pick up serpents and even if you drink something deadly not on purpose not testing God but if you drink something deadly it won't harm you they will lay hands on the sick and they will get well Those signs, if they're not following us, then we're in trouble because whoever believes in him, these signs will follow them. Jesus is bringing us up higher. He's preparing us to be a part of his return. He's preparing us to be able to stand before him that day without spot or wrinkle. He's preparing us not to be the ones that say, but Lord, I did this and I did that. But I didn't do this. He's preparing us so he doesn't have to say to us that day, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So have these signs accompanied you? It's a challenging question. And I think that we skip over this because what, what Jesus is saying today is we're afraid that when we do it, when you lay hands on the sick, that it won't happen. When you cast out a demon, it won't happen. And if you tried, if you tried to do that, then and it didn't happen, then your fear came to pass. But what happens in that place is the condemnation comes. You feel condemnation. And, and, and the reason you feel that condemnation is because you have sin in your life, and so um, Jesus, Jesus said this. Matthew twelve, twenty-two, a demon-possessed man was brought to him, blind and mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. All the people were amazed and said, "Is he not the son of David?" But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this man does not cast out demons except by the devil. So he's saying, he's using the devil to cast out the devil. And I just want to make this point right here. If we are following after the enemy, if he's living in his temple, and we've talked in our temple, and we've talked plenty about that, then how can we cast him out? How can we cast him out if he's actually our father? And Jesus goes on to say that. Jesus knew their thoughts and he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. Then how will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Belzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? he was being sarcastic therefore they shall be your judge but if i cast out demons by the spirit of god then the kingdom of god has come upon you or else how can you enter into a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first finds a strong man and then he will plunder his house he who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters so Think of what is happening here. They accuse Jesus of the very thing they do. They, they, he said, your father is a devil. The devil is the father of lies. He said, we need to keep our temple occupied with him. If you, if you miss that teaching, it's the last four or five teachings where we talked about that and, and how our temple if it isn't filled fully with Jesus, the enemy is going to come in and occupy. And so if he's occupying your temple, if you're living in sin, if you're, if you're living in the enemy's realm, if he's controlling you, then that's why when you tried to lay hands on sick or you cast out demons, you had that fear of nothing was going to happen because you felt that condemnation. And the enemy will even tell you, that you, you're in sin, so I don't have to listen to you. Um, you're, you have this God before God. I'm your God, so why would I listen to you? You can't cast me out. And you feel that condemnation, and you know exactly what, what that sin is. Because at the same time, you're going to feel that conviction from the Holy Spirit. And so the enemy kind of blows his own cover when he, he sends that condemnation on you. And remember, Romans says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. So if you're walking after your flesh, you're not going to have the confidence to lay your hands on the sick, to cast out demons. When, when I had the experiences of binding the enemy, I was right with God. I didn't have any condemnation. And the enemy listened to me. But he likes to get you off the path along the way. And it invites you into sin and take over your temple. And you don't even know what's happening. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. You don't even know what's happening. Because we're not looking at the word. We're not studying to show ourselves approved. The enemy roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And he devours those that, that don't know. If you don't know, he can easily devour you. So anyway, when you have this lack of confidence, then you know, you're going to see the sick. You're going to know what you're supposed to be doing but you're not gonna do it because you don't have that confidence. You don't think anything's gonna happen. And you know you have this lingering sin in your life, but you haven't really been able to do anything about it. At least you didn't think so, because of a lack of knowledge. Lots of times people like to sweep things under the rug that they don't understand not deal with things that seem to be too hard. Um, for example, if you feel the spirit of God telling you to fast for three days, oh, you know, you don't want to hear that because you know, it can be difficult and you think the wrong way, really, because if you depend on him, it isn't that difficult. It's just a matter of commitment. And so. This is like that. This is the same thing. Jesus is saying, you don't cast out demons. You don't lay hands on the sick. Um, If you drink something deadly, you run to the doctor, right? Because you don't have the confidence in me to follow through on what I said, because you're still letting the enemy come into your temple. Even if you're letting him sit down, um, outside in your yard, under the umbrella, so to say. He's still there. You you, you let him in. You tell him to go out. You let him in. He, he's invited sometimes, and then you get angry, and, and you kick him out, but he's still lingering around. And so we need to get rid of him completely. Whatever sin that is that you're toying with, or, or he's tempting you with you need to get rid of it because not only will you miss eternal life not everyone who calls me lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven but those who do the will of my father but i did this in your name i did that in your name yeah but you had a god before me say it was food you ate you you indulged in food you loved it more than you loved me So I did this and I did that, but I had this sin in my life still. That's what Jesus is saying. He's going to say, I didn't know you. Because if you believe in him, you're going to have these testing signs that follow you. You're going to lay hands on the sick. You're going to cast out demons. This is exciting, challenging, and motivating. Because all this time you're thinking, I can't do it. And then you start listening to people say, oh, that was only for the disciples. You are a disciple. If you're a Christ follower, you're a disciple. So if it's not happening, we need to find out why. And in my search and finding out why, God has given me revelation knowledge. And, and I'm sharing with you what I've learned. And so your confidence is because you have, you your lack of confidence in Jesus. is because you lack, um, because you have sin in your life. Whatever sin that is. When you get on your knees, when when you go to Jesus, he's going to tell you what it is. And then you have to confront that demon, that sin. I'm not going to indulge in food anymore. I am going to go on this fast that I've been hearing Jesus call me on forever and ever, but I just kept avoiding it and just didn't do it. Because I wanted to eat. I guess. Do you love food more than God? Is that what he's saying? If he calls you on a fast and you don't want to fast, is it because you love food more than him? Yeah. That's exactly it. And that's why when you cast out demons, they don't have to go. Because you're, you're kind of doing what... Pharisees were doing? Right? Accusing Jesus of doing? If the devil's your father and you're you're trying to cast out a devil, right, a house divided against itself will fall. Either you're for Jesus or you're against him. So if your temple is filled with Jesus, if you live sin free, and you have to, I mean. If you want to live with him forever, and don't listen to anyone tell you that's impossible. It's not. You have Jesus living on the inside of you. If Jesus is living on the inside of you, then nothing is impossible for you. You have his strength. Right? You have his strength to do his will. And if you're not for him, then you just won't do it because you don't feel like it. You don't want to. You're living after the flesh. There's no condemnation for those who walk after the Spirit. So, you're not going to have that condemnation when you're walking after being led by the Spirit, not your flesh. And so, the confidence comes to cast out that demon when you've been fully doing the will of God. And then that demon will listen. Then he will go. Because of your power, the power you carry, the Holy Spirit. Jesus went around doing good. Healing all who were, especially healing all who were harassed and oppressed. By the enemy. God anointed him. And so God will anoint you when you fully surrender to do his will. When you fully surrender to do the will of God, he will anoint you. And you you will then go around doing what Jesus was doing. And these signs will follow you. You can drink something deadly, it won't hurt you. Because you're going to have confidence that it won't hurt you. You're going to speak in another language because you're associating with a spirit, not with the world, not with your flesh, not with what it seems like. You're going to lay hands on sick and they're going to recover. Notice what Jesus said here. A demon... Then one, okay, then one possessed with a demon was brought to Jesus, blind and mute. Now notice what he's saying. He was possessed with a demon, and he was blind and mute. So this demon was keeping him blind and mute. And Jesus healed him, and then he could see and speak. The enemy is up to no good more than we thought, maybe more than you have thought. He's up to no good, and he's tricking us. He's fooling us. He's occupying our temple so that we can't go do the work. He's stealing your confidence when you invite him in, even if it's for a day. He's still in your confidence. When you do the will of God, when you're walking after the Spirit and not fulfilling the lust of flesh, you're going to have confidence to go do His work. You're going to be about His business. You're going to be preparing the way for Him. We're praying for revival, and it has started. But He's calling us to do His work. He didn't say He was going to cast out demons and lay hands on the sick. He said, I did that, and I'm going to go, and you're going to do that. You're going to do what I was doing. You're going to take over. You're going to prepare the way for me. He said to the disciples, I'm going to go now. And they were falling apart. He said, don't worry. I'm going to go get a place ready for you. And you're going to go do what I was doing. And whatever you ask, I'm going to do it. So how come sometimes when we ask something, he doesn't do it. It's because we're not doing what he did. We're following after the lust of our flesh. We're, we're, we're um, doing what the enemy does. We're, we're being tested and tempted and, and we're giving into it. Jesus didn't give into anything. He was tested in the wilderness, right? He didn't eat the bread. He didn't jump. He didn't bow down to Satan. He did exactly what God told him to do. And then God backed him up every time God, he asked God for something. He did it. He did the will of the Father. We have a great call in our lives, and we're just sitting around thinking we're waiting for Jesus to come. We're putting our ourself down and below even the enemy, and God has called us to come up higher. He's teaching us now to come up higher. There's gonna be a remnant, the Bible says, that will take hold of this and do his work. Where are you? Are you going to let this message pass you by? And just say, "Ugh, I don't believe that stuff. I'm going to go back and, to watching, I don't know, whatever you watch on Netflix or whatever it is. I don't believe that. I can't do what Jesus was doing. Only the disciples could. I just want to encourage you to get out the book. And know that Jesus is going to reveal some mysteries to you if you're open, if you're listening. And know that on that day, if you don't do his will now, he's going to tell you, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. You're taking a big chance to not get into the word of God and find out the truth. Get on your knees, talk to him, ask him, what's truth? What's truth? Help me walk in it. Don't be prideful. Humble yourself before him. There's not much time left. I, I, know, I personally know people that know this and have tried it and nothing happened, so they backed away. And once in a while, something did happen. They got all excited. Was that once in a while uh, a time in your life where you were fully walking after the Spirit? But now you let Satan back in. I just want to encourage you. Kick him out. Don't let him back in. He was for me. Either, either you're for Jesus or you're against him. And if you're for him, he's going to back you up. You're going to have his power, his, his confidence to do his will. What an exciting thing. And it's not it's not those behind the pulpit. In fact, Jesus said that the Father has given this knowledge to the weak things of this world, not to those who think they know it all, not to the Pharisees, the religious rulers, those who wanted all their own attention. They wanted detention, the attention. They, they wanted to be actually like Satan, God. Satan wanted to be God. It's pretty scary. Anyway, I just want to encourage you, if, um, if you're that person who is afraid to lay hands on someone or cast out demons because you don't think it's going to work, let God convict you and show you that sin in your life and then ask him to help you. ask him to help you ask him to help you get rid of that sin and then maybe something else will come up and and something else and something else he's gentle he, he'll uh, he, I've, I always have a list of things that I need to do and you fully obey him you're going to be right in his eyes either you're for him or you're against or you're against him it, you can't be both. He's not going to share your temple with the enemy. You have to make a decision. And the time is close. But he's allowing you enough time to make a clear decision. What are you going to do? Get rid of the sin. It's not hard. The enemy's just telling you it's too hard. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. You're not going to stand before those people that day are gonna be standing before Jesus. He loves you so much. He's telling you the truth now before it's too late. Now's the time to do something. Jesus said he corrects those he loves, Revelation 3:19. Convicts those that he loves. He's gonna show you the truth. Revelation 3.20, he said, if you heed my voice, I'm going to come and live on the inside of you. I'm going to dine with you. If you heed his voice. But if you don't heed his voice, he's not. So if you want to commit to him right now, i want to pray with you. Okay? So if you want to commit to him to do his will, to heed his voice, then let's do that right now. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this teaching today, for your truth, for conviction, for the knowing of why we're not doing your will. Thank you for giving us that revelation knowledge. And I just come with whoever's listening today and ask with them that you come and live on the inside of us And we commit to do your will. We thank you that nothing's too hard for you, that all we have to do is make that decision, and then you'll do the rest. We so love you and praise you and give you all the glory. If you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. Get in the Word. It's Him talking to you. He is the Word. And then get on your face every day and worship Him. Hear Him. He sounds like his word. He'll talk to you just like you've read in the word. He's going to, he said the Holy Spirit would remind you of the things that he said. He'll say something to you and then you'll recognize it's in the word. He's going to tell you things to come. He's telling you things to come right now. He's saying he's coming and many of us aren't going to make it. And this is what you got to do to make it. He's telling us. He's giving us revelation knowledge. He's telling us what's going to happen before it does. So if this ministered to you, I would so love to know. Thank you for listening. God bless you.